0: Well, praise the Lord, mothers and graduates, There's a lot to be thankful about, isn't there? Well, when you think of those two things, there's a whole bunch just to say, thank you, Lord, because mothers and graduates, oh, it didn't come by accident, did it? (laughs) The graduation didn't come because they wished it. There is a dedication and a devotion, and a good mother is not a good mother just because she's female. She's a good mother, but she's dedicated and devoted, and she has love in her heart and reality in her life. Amen. I'm so glad to see everyone that's out this morning, those that are blessing us um, as, as guests. Welcome. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn to the book of Esther, the book of Esther. We want to look at this woman of God this morning, and... Um, we want to be inspired and instructed by her life of faith. Because again, we celebrate, but what is truly worthy of celebration did not come by accident. We celebrate a salvation that was by no means an accident. There, there was a desire in the heart of God and there was a willingness in the Son of God and there was a cross that had to be born and there was a love that had to be expressed. And so we want to talk about this wonderful woman, Queen Esther, a woman of courageous faith, a woman of courageous faith. And um, the Bible says in Esther, fourth chapter, beginning with verse six, beginning with verse six. So um, half-atch, that's a, that's a helper of the queen, that's an assistant of the queen, went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate, verse seven. Mordecai told him everything that had happened, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict of their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show to Esther and explain to her. And he told him to urge her to go into the king's presence and beg for mercy and plead with him for her people hatch went back and reported to the queen what Mordecai had said, and then she instructed him to say back to Mordecai, all the king's officials and people of the royal providences know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned by the king, has but one law that he or she be put to death. The only exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him And spare his life. But thirty days had passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai. He sent back his answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house. You alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time. Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come into that royal position for such a time as this. Esther sent this, reply to Mordecai, Go and gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days or nights. I and my maids will fast also. And when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. On the third day, 5th chapter, verse 1. On the third day, Queen Esther put on her royal robes, stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall facing the entrance. And when he saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out to her the gold scepter that was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. We want to talk about Queen Esther, a woman of courageous faith. And we thank the Lord this morning for all the women of faith that are here in this service. We thank God for women of godly courage and character and compassion. We thank the Lord that such women have so blessed It touched our lives. We give God praise for our mothers and our grandmothers, for our wives and for our sisters in the Lord. And we thank God for you. And we pray God's richest blessing, His, His deepest and most lasting favor abide upon your life. And our sermon this morning is about such a woman. I believe this story of her faith should help us and inspire all of us as we endeavor to honor the Lord with our lives As we live in such a time as this. Now our background, we're we're in the kingdom of Persia, the empire of Persia. This is modern day Iran in that area. And an edict had been, well there was an edict that would allow for the destruction of the Jewish people. And it was put into law. There was a wicked man who devised a wicked scheme in order to exterminate God's people. The man's name was Haman. He had great influence with the king. He was part of the king's inner circle. And he deceived the king into signing off on this devilish decree. And the problem is, remember, in the law of the empire, the law of the Medes and the Persians, once the signet ring of that king was sealed, it was done. You couldn't reverse it. Even the king couldn't reverse it once he had signed it. But unknown to... Wicked Haman, unknown to the pagan king and unknown to just about everyone else. Queen Esther wasn't you. This woman of faith had been placed by God in just the right place and at just the right time. And it's a real interesting, it's a neat story to read how this orphan Jewish girl winds up being queen of the empire of Persia. And you read the earliest chapters and how she came to the throne and as the old preacher cm ward would say you read about the first miss universe pageant there ever was and 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 then and then you go on to the later chapters and you see how wicked haman how he's hung on the very gallows that he built god knows how to turn it around can you say amen you better watch what you're building you might get hung on them oh lord We learned this morning from this moving story how God positions and God places His people just where He wants them. And nothing escapes the notice of your Savior and your King. God is not surprised by the Hamans that try to disrupt our lives. So don't worry. Be not afraid. That thing that you didn't see coming, God's got you covered. God saw it before they thought it. And God is going to take good care of you. When you're facing a challenging situation, something that's going to violate your faith or somehow threaten your victory, something you didn't see, it's unexpected, it's unforeseen, well, I want to assure you this morning that the One whose eye is on the sparrow, He's never lost and never will lose sight of you. He wasn't caught off guard. You were never out of His care. And He is even now as we speak orchestrating your victory, your escape, and your deliverance. Bless His holy name. Just as a background, we need to see the sovereign hand of God working in the lives of His people to give us a peace and give us a rest and give us a joy knowing my times are in His hands. And God, the living God, He positions and places His woman of faith I'm talking about women that walk with God. Those who are consistent in their devotion to God. As you walk, as the Bible basics would say in Matthew 6 and 33, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then you know all these things will be added to you. All these things. God will take care of you. He'll meet your needs. He'll go before you. He'll give you favor. He'll open up doors. He'll give you grace. He'll give you wisdom. How? Just seek Him first and let Him lead the way. Bible basics, those that walk with God have the confidence that they are placed and positioned by God. Bible basics, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It's limited and it's fragile, but in all your ways, if you'll acknowledge Him, He'll direct your path. He'll order your steps. He knows the end from the beginning. He still makes the rough places smooth and the crooked places straight. So get a hold of the hand of the Good Shepherd and let Him lead you through the path of life. Oh, bless His name. You see, the Lord was not taken by surprise by Haman's plot. He saw it. He forestalled it. He foresaw it. And ultimately, He frustrated it. How? Ultimately by... Causing a Jewish girl to become queen of the Persian kingdom and empire. In a place of power and influence to steer the king. With power and influence to counter this evil plot and evil plan. And ladies, as you, as you, someone say, as for me. As for you, as you walk with God. God will place you and God will position your life. And knowing that unalterable truth that the sovereign hand of the living God controls and guides your steps, enables your life, steers your steps in your ways, that should bring to your heart a great measure of confidence, of peace, and as expectation as you walk this walk of faith. Queen Esther was positioned and given position. And so have you. So have you. Because of your position in Christ, you possess privileges and you need to know it and you need to embrace it and you need to walk in it. As women of faith, as daughters of the living God, in Jesus, you've been given influence not with a mere earthly king, but with the King of kings. You've been given access not merely to a throne of man, but to the throne that is above every throne. The real throne of power that rules the home and rules the world. You've been given favor that can open any door and open any heart. Favor that can grant any request and give any promotion. You've been granted authority to approach the king and ask of the king and expect. The blessing of the King. And because of all who you are in Christ and the position you hold as a daughter to the King of Kings, there is an ability to change the course. There's an ability to cause heaven's intervention. To cause sovereign intervention and visitation in your life and in your situations. These are truths that Esther understood. These are truths God's women need to understand she was positioned by God. She had position to be used of God. And because of that, she could thwart the plots of the evil one. She could change when the waves of life tried to knock her off course. She could be confident in times where it seemed like there was no hope, not merely because of who she was, but in who she knew was in control of her life that she could trust Him and be confident in Him. No Knowing whatever comes tomorrow. My God has gone before me. He holds me in the palm of His hand. He surrounds me like a shield of favor and grace. And He's committed to me. And I'm going to walk with Him. We see in this story. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, ladies, you have pull with the Almighty God. If you serve Him, if you belong to Jesus, you know Jesus. And if you're going to name drop in this world, forget name dropping men. They're here today and gone tomorrow. Name drop Jesus. You come to that throne that's above every throne and say, Father, I'm here, but Jesus sent me. And he said, if I ever have a need, I can use his name. If I ever have a burden, I can use his name. If there's ever a battle that's overwhelming me and I don't know how the needs are going to be met. I don't know what the answer is going to be. He said, I can come and I can use his name and expect that you'll answer me and you'll help me. You have the privilege of access to the King of Kings. Don't let mere mortal men keep you down. Don't allow circumstances to frustrate your dream. Don't allow those that are feeble and uncaring to thwart your energy and your divine life and joy. No, that you know, you are a daughter of the King of Kings and you have an access and a privilege and a pleasure to enjoy and a purpose to fulfill Fill, Bless his holy name. Glory. Are there any godly women in God's house? Yell at me or something. Oh, there you go. That's better. I mean, you can have a little old Mother's Day service. Let's have a woman's conference. Oh, God, let's have a woman's conference. Amen. Amen. Some need to be loose. Some need to be filled. All need to be encouraged and inspired. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. Bless them. Go ahead and praise them. Hallelujah. You're a daughter of the living God. Amen. Oh, Glory. In our story, we noticed number one, the distress. An evil edict had been passed that would cause the destruction of God's people. It had been sealed by the king. It was the law of the Medes and the Persians. And there was a dilemma. Another law in the kingdom. That unless the king calls for you, no one is allowed to approach him, even the queen, under penalty of death. Another law. You know, there's a lot of laws and a lot of principles and a lot of prejudices in this world. There are many things that would try to resist and hinder you from going forward and reaching and achieving and being and claiming. But faith has a persevering quality. Faith knows how to be resolute in standing and in reaching and in embracing that which God has called us to make our very own. So if you're here today and you've tried Christianity but things didn't work out, I'm going to call you to try again. And this time look to Jesus and not to man. Look to Jesus and not to man. Man will frustrate you. Man will anger you. He's inconsistent. He's untrustworthy. But I want someone to know Jesus is wonderful. Jesus is lovely. Oh, taste and see. He is good. And He won't fail you. And He won't lie to you. And He won't walk out unto you. You said, I've tried it. Try it one more time. And this time, persevere and grab a hold of the goodness of God. And He'll walk with you and talk with you and He'll carry you. If you're here today and you've had a dream and you know it was God, but it seems like this is against you and that is against you, I declare to you God's promise shall stand. God's Word shall come to pass. He's calling of His girls to keep believing and keep pressing. If you get knocked down, get back up. If you fail, just get some forgiveness and get back in the race. But know in whom you have believed in and know who who you are as a daughter of the King of kings and let nothing hold you back somebody say amen, amen. Hallelujah. amen. hallelujah glory to God hey oh Whew. there was a dilemma there's always a dilemma don't let the dilemma cause you to go life is full of dilemmas there's always something It's always something Hallelujah. Always something. You can't let the always somethings of life steal your dream. Take away your joy. There was a dilemma. If you're not summoned or invited by the king, if you didn't have an appointment with the king and you dared approach the king, death. Unless he held out The golden scepter. Extending of the royal scepter is the only way you were spared. Esther hadn't been called in about a month to approach the king is putting her life on the line. You see, these ancient kings, they were temperamental, violent, easily irritated. They were sheltered. They were protected from interruption, from sorrows, from receiving bad news the inaccessible king of Persia. They were only supposed to hear good news. They were reigning in a world of illusion, of isolation, and of carnal pleasure. How different it is with the king of kings. (laughs) How different it is to know that the One we call Savior and Lord, He is always approachable. And He is always available. That He He enters into our sorrows. He cares about our griefs. He cares about our needs and our brokenness. And He desires to help us in the time of need. It's a wonderful thought how the kings and the proud of the earth are too busy for this and don't want to be bothered with that. But oh, the name that is above every name the One that spoke the worlds into order. He says you can come to Me and you can talk with Me and I care about the things you care about and I'm concerned about the things that you are afflicted by and if you give Me Your life, I'll touch you with My grace. I'll heal your brokenness. I'll refresh your weariness. I'll give you an ear to hear and I'll give you the counsel that is divine. Oh somebody, isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't the throne of grace, a great thought and privilege that we have that we can come and we can call and we can receive. Oh, bless His name. I mean, some people too busy for you. You don't want to hear your problems. Well, Jesus does. He's too important. You know, making another dollar and a half that the government takes any kind. But, but, you know, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy. Jesus is never too busy for you. Jesus is never too busy for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the king of kings. He's not like earthly kings. Then that king, the earthly king, couldn't tell him bad news. Didn't want to hear about anyone's problems. But the King of Kings says, I'm touched with the feelings of your infirmities. In my heart of compassion, I know every teardrop. I hear every sigh. And my arms are open to receive you and to comfort you and to strengthen you and to mend you. Glory be to God. You see, women of faith, They are different than women of the world. Women of faith, especially in times of crisis, they're different from those that don't know the Lord. They possess a courage and a calm. They possess a dignity. They possess a strength that comes from frequenting the secret place of the Most High. There's a fragrance of faith and godliness, a wonderful scent that falls upon the woman of faith. For they know that regardless of what this life threatens them with, accuses them of, or tries to hold them back with, they know that there is a place that they can go. That they can bring every burden and they can cast every care. They know there is a place where they can go and receive heaven's touch and get heaven's wisdom and receive heaven's grace for any problem or situation that they'll ever face. They're never without recourse to a world that would try to hold them down and trip them up. They're never without resources because as a daughter of the King, the inexhaustible riches of heaven are at their bestowal to embrace and to use and to claim, oh, somebody, Bless his name. They're a different breed. They're a different breed. The women of God, they're a different breed. And if you have one as a mother or a wife, you praise God for that. Come on, say amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They're a different breed. Women of faith, women of prayer. They teach their children to pray, they try to teach them when they're young. I read a story about that this week. Little Johnny had been misbehaving. Always little Johnny. Always little Johnny. He was misbehaving. He got sent to his room. After a while, he came out of the room and he informed his mother that he had thought things over and he had prayed. He prayed about it. Well, of course, she was very pleased. Figured he's getting it. He's getting it. He's getting it. She said, fine, fine, Johnny. Because I know, honey. I just know if you ask God to help you not misbehave anymore, God will help you. Little Johnny looked and said, well, Mom, I didn't really ask him to help me not misbehave. I asked him to help you to put up with me. And as many mothers have said, back to the drawing board, back to the drawing board. (laughs) Queen Esther had an uncle by the name of Mordecai. Mordecai had raised her. We don't know about her parents. She was orphaned. But Mordecai was also in government. And he was hearing what was going on. And so when he heard, he got word to her. And out of his mourning, he got word. And he urged her to act. I want you just to look at verses 12 through 14. And he said very, very quickly, Mordecai, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, Uh, again, not only is there a wicked edict, But even the one we have in place doesn't seem to be able to use her position because of another wicked edict and everything. Sometimes it seems like just when you think you have an answer, the devil puts a roadblock. You see, he knows how to counterpunch, but we got one more than he does. Can you say amen? And, And so when Esther's words were reported back to Uncle Mordecai, he knew how he raised her. So he knew how he could talk with her. He raised her to be a woman of conviction and courage. And he sent back this answer. Now, dear, he says, don't you think because you're in the king's house that you alone of all the Jews will escape. No, no, you're one of us. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will come. Will come. God's going to take care of his people. But you and your father's family it will perish. And who knows? Who knows? When you look back at your life and you look at where you're at, who knows? But that you have come to your royal position. For such a time as this. He reminds her, number one, just being in the palace won't spare you or exempt you. Just being a daughter of the king doesn't mean you're never going to get a flat tire. You're never going to go through an oppression. You're never going to deal with a bad report. No, 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 no. We, we're stuck here. We're not in heaven yet. We're on the way. So just being in the palace That alone, just being able to sing Amazing Grace in all 17 and a half stanzas. Not enough to exempt you from the realities and the pains and the crisis of life. Somebody say amen. Mm. He says, but secondly, now here's the problem. Because not everyone has the opportunity you have. Not everyone has been positioned and has the privilege you have. Your silence won't prevent the deliverance. It's going to come from another source because God made a promise to Abraham and He's going to keep the promise to His people. But you and yours will pay a price for your inaction. There's a price to pay for negligence, disobedience, and inaction. That's. Yeah. Mm. But Esther? Esther? Just think about it. You might have been born for such a time as this. Your being in the palace is no accident. You're hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ is no accident. God might have placed you right in the center of the situation so that you could be God's person. Oh, daughter of God, you are God's person. And you're no accident. You're part of God's plan. You are positioned by God's hand. Your life has been directed by His providence. Your place is no accident. It's strategic. And if Esther, like any of us who love the Lord, like any of us who love the Lord, if Esther and she did just take time to review her life, where God had brought her from, And what God had taken her through. She was more than a survivor. She was thriving. Many of you have survived, but you've gone more than survival. Like Joseph said in the book of Genesis, others in the enemy, they they might have meant all this for evil. But God. But God meant it. But God used it. But God overruled it. But God! He has written a different script for my life, and for that I will forever be grateful. Not every person and not everything in this life had my best interests in mind. Even those that should have and could have. But this I know the Lord has never left me high and dry. The Lord has never overlooked my suffering. The Lord has taken even my mistakes when I repented of them. He's taken the attacks of men even if they were vicious. And God was able to work through them. And God was able to thwart them. And God was able to overlook them. I look back at my life and I cannot help but to see the hand of a merciful and faithful God from my mother's womb through every child accident and and thing that could have been damaging and defiling. But oh, God has been there. God has never left my side. God has been there when I didn't even know He was there. God has been there when I didn't even want Him to be there. But all the faithfulness and the goodness of the God we never forget how good He's been never stop looking back from time to time and seeing the hand of the living God guiding you and steering you and blessing you and protecting you we're here today not because we were all that we're here today because God has been real good God has been real faithful God has been real good oh bless His name hallelujah Esther looks back, and she can't help but see there had been a divine leading, a divine guiding hand all along the way. It could have been a whole lot different than where it is now. It could have been a whole lot different than where it is now. God indeed had brought her to the throne at such a critical time as this and that leads us to the question how will you I mean how will she respond God has been so good to you how are you responding God has been so full of mercy and compassion what are you doing about it God has been so loving And forgiving and willing to receive and forgive. God has been so good. How have you responded? There was the distress. There was the dilemma. Verses 15 and 16. There was the decision. There was the decision. God will force no man. But we must decide not only to believe, but to follow and to live for. Not, not, not just to mentally agree with yeah, 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 but to sincerely follow and give our lives to fulfill the purpose that God has bestowed. Not every purpose comes to pass. There has to be a cooperation and a participation. She was placed there by the mercy and the kindness and the sovereign providence of God. But in order to fulfill her purpose, she was going to have to make a choice. Choose you this day. Not merely will I mentally believe that there is a God and He's bailed me out of a few close calls, but that my life is not an accident. My life flows from divine providence, but I am required. I am required. You are required to choose how you respond to the mercy and the grace. In the kindness of God. Choose you this day. Not merely, yeah, but Lord Jesus, I give you my all. If I perish, I perish. But I will give my life for your cause, for your people, for your glory. Queen Esther is a woman of courageous faith. And from her story, may we glean instruction and inspiration. She responded by asking Uncle Mordecai to gather all the Jews in the area to fast. And praying is implied in praying for three days and nights. She would gather her group and they would do the same. And then she says those precious words. Then I will defy the king's law. I will approach the king. And if I perish, I perish. You see, willingness. Willingness to sacrifice herself for others. Another characteristic of a woman of faith. Very Christ-like characteristic to say the least. The ability to trust. To trust God completely and a willingness to stand for others even when it might be costly. You see, friend, don't ever forget this. Selfishness is a scent of the world that's fallen and at war with God. But selflessness, sacrifice, service, that is the fragrance of heaven and that is the fragrance of God's women. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, I can go a not stronger. Can I go a not stronger? Oh. Mm. Man. No, no, no. She, 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 she didn't have to have you. Not in this crooked world. But she did. She didn't have to stick with you when everything. But she did. And God's women there's a selflessness we're in the present hour in which we live it's very selfish selfish not hard to tell between who are in the royal line of Jesus and who are still panting after their own going to have my way and do my thing what decision will you make with your life I'm not asking merely that you bow your head and say, yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, I, I believe. How will you live? Will you recognize that God so loved you that He sent His Son to die for you? Will you recognize that God, even as you've rebelled, even if you try to shake Him off, He's been good to you. He's been kind to you. How are you going to respond? to the goodness and mercy of God? Will you say, yes, Lord? Will you say, Lord, it's time for me to begin to seek You first and give You Your proper place in my life, not just this day, but every day. And to recognize Your hand and to live in such a way that I will fulfill my purpose for being by the grace of the God I serve. We wind this up. Queen Esther was a woman of courageous faith. She was a woman of compassion, a woman of great character, of service, of sacrifice. She understood her position. And ladies, it's important that you understand your position as a daughter of the living God. Understand and be confident in the privilege you possess as a daughter of the Lord. In Jesus, how you have access and you have authority and you have the influence of heaven and you have the favor of the living God and you have the resources of heaven at your disposal and the responsibility of having a marvelous position and authority. She exercised, she understood her position and then she exercised her power. Knowing about it and not responding to it is a terrible thing. Knowing I have been positioned. Knowing I have the ability to change the course of my destiny and my family's destiny. And yet not exercising it is a terrible tragedy. But she exercised her power. And she cooperated with God. And this morning, let's cooperate with the Lord and let's use what we have. For Christ and His cause. Understand your position. Know you have been positioned. You have been placed strategically. And exercise and cooperate with God to be a vessel of the Lord, an agent of change in a confusing and oftentimes chaotic world. An instrument that God can use. That's why you're here. She understood her position. She exercised her power. She fulfilled her purpose. She made the decision. Big doors swing. Very small hinges. But oh, what a difference. The decision you will make, not only to say yes to Christ, but to sincerely follow and serve Christ, will determine... Not only your destiny, but all those under your umbrella. Oh, Oh my. Oh, my. Oh, my. God will force no one to get saved. He'll force no one to get serious about serving Him. He'll hold everyone accountable, but He'll force no one. You make the decision. Not only what will you believe mentally, but how will you live daily and practically? Queen Esther, she fulfilled her purpose. Because when the time was of the essence, she made her decision. And it wasn't about her. It was about God and God's people. She recognized life had not been an accident. She had been granting rich favor and privilege and blessing from God, but she is responsible to respond to it. Those of you that know right from wrong, that know the Gospel, have you responded to it? Those that know it's more than just showing up, have you responded to the call to give God His first place and to begin to serve God wholeheartedly? For your decision will affect not only your destiny, but the destiny of all those around you. I'm going to let you make a choice. You see, we have a custom in this church that when we finish the sermon, we open the altar. And we give people the opportunity and the invitation to pray or to receive prayer. Because the Bible says that God's house is called a house of prayer, so we believe in praying. The Bible says, pray one for another, so we like to give it opportunity to pray. So, as I say the final prayer, we begin to sing the final song. The altar area will be opened. If you need to come and make a fresh devotion and dedication to the Lord, that'll be your invitation to come. And so, I want to pray with you. If you know it, but you just haven't surrendered to it, I encourage you. Make the decision. Make the decision. Give them first place. Recognize you are no accident. And God wants to use your life. And God has ordained to bless and make your life a blessing. But your decision will determine it. Not God's grace. He's got more than enough. Not God's love. He loves you and loves you and loves you. Not God's power. He got power. Your decision. Your decision. Stand with me as we pray. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, God, we love you. Father, we thank you for the dear woman of faith. So many of them come to Pleasant Grove. They love you. They serve you. They pray for us. They mother us. We thank you, Lord. For the women of faith that we know, the women of faith that raised us, the women of faith, of courageous faith, of godly and sincere character, of great compassion. We thank you, Father, for our mothers and for our wives, for our grandmothers, our sisters in the Lord. We thank you for the women you've brought into our lives that have prayed for us and ministered to us, that have encouraged us, that have been there when others would have said, enough is enough. And when the fathers were strong as fathers need to be, you brought our mothers into our lives when we needed mercy that only one could give. Father, I thank you for the wonderful women of faith that are here this morning. And I ask you, Father, to bless them. And let that tumor just melt in the name of Jesus. Let it melt. Let it melt. Father, touch our women, give them the desires of their heart. Encourage their hearts. Lord, you know the weariness of fighting the fight. Many of them are fighting it seemingly on their own. And there can be exhaustion. It can get tired. But you refresh us and you revive us. And you always have a word that refreshes the weary. Father, in the name of Jesus, refresh our weary mothers this morning. Encourage their faith. Strengthen their endurance. In those situations that almost to a point of despair, let them begin to see the light. Let them begin to see the glimmer of your answer coming. Let the prophet of old, even if it's just a little little cloud, let them begin to recognize the working of God in that situation. Let it stir their hope in their Father, thank you. Bless them. Encourage them. But Lord, the most important thing is that a human being doesn't just brush off the love and the mercy of God. Is that a human being just doesn't shrug off the compassion that God Almighty grants Through Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary, He extends the scepter of His mercy to whosoever will. And whosoever will respond, he'll receive. Father, I pray this morning that You would help each one of us make a decision. Some need to make a decision to receive You. I pray that they're here today. They say, Jesus, I believe You died for me. Only you can bring forgiveness into my life. I give you my life. I put my faith in what you've done on that cross. But Lord, we all need to make a decision. It's something we make and we enforce again and again. Father, I pray that each one of us will make a fresh decision this morning. Knowing what we know. Understanding what we understand. That we will make a decision. That we will serve you wholeheartedly. We will give you first place in our lives. If we perish, we perish. If we go through rejection, let it be. If men laugh at us, so be it. But regardless of what happens on earth, we will give you our best. We will give you first place in our lives. And from this day forward, it will be visibly seen by all who know us. Jesus, from this day forward, we are going to serve you And wholeheartedly live for you. If we perish, we perish. Now, Father, as we open the altar and sing our last song, I pray that you would let healing virtue flow. I pray that you would release a fresh impartation that will go down deep into the emotion, into the psyche. And they will begin this day amending. Even to the root of the thing. That by your spirit, you will clean out. And you will reinforce. And you will plant it once again. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said. If you need prayer physical, if you need prayer to get things right, please come, come. As we worship the Lord, as we praise the Lord.